Hello there, Terry here, bringing you another episode of the Animation Industry Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Sylvie Trouvet, who is a professional filmmaker and stop-motion animator who lives in Montreal, Canada. She's got more than 20 years experience in animation and has worked on a wide range of productions from educational documentaries, feature films such as The Little Prince, and commercials for clients like Honda and Lego. In 2009, she was part of the National Film Board of Canada's Hot House Apprenticeship Program, where she created the film Orange. And that's where she found her passion for photography and animation truly merged. So subsequently, she created the abstract film Reflection in 2012. And by the way, please go give that a watch. It is absolutely beautiful. Then in 2018, she finished up the animated short Bone Mother, which is a dark folkloric tale also produced by the National Film Board of Canada. And she's gained a lot of attention with her short films, which have screened at prestigious international film festivals and in public spaces such as galleries and airports. And on top of all this, in 2011, she co-founded Sea Creature Animation, which is a stop-motion-only studio with her husband, Dale Hayward, who has also been on this podcast. And most recently, they created a new venture called Sea Learn in 2019, which is an educational platform specializing in teaching the principles of stop-motion animation. And I believe it's the first of its kind, and we're going to chat all about that in this chat. So let's jump right in. So hi, Sylvie. How are you today? Thanks for coming on the Great. podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. I talked to Dale and I'm talking to you. It's cool. <laughs> talk to your kids next. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I want to I want to talk all about the online academy for stop motion that you're creating because it's like a first in the world type of thing. Like stop motion never really had a traditional learning source. But before we get into that, where did this all begin for you? How did you stumble into the beautiful world of stop motion? I, stumbling is a good word, actually, for this, because I really did stumble into it. I, it's not something I ever thought of doing or wanted to do. It kind of just, um, I ended up working at a company in Toronto called Cup of Coffee Animation that did stop motion, because uh, my teacher from university told me to apply there. Right. And uh, I started off just doing designs, collage stuff, and then it didn't take long. They were just threw me into like just trying out the stop motion stuff and I really loved it. So what were you, what were you taking in university? I took photography. Um, okay. And then the last, my last year I took like extra classes, like media arts classes. So I had done like a book and I had done like some slide type of video stuff, but uh, nothing animation. So your prof was just like, hey, I know this company, you should go work there. And then yeah. you did. Yeah, I think <laughs> that you might have even called them and told them to hire me. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice I, can't, I can't remember, but he did definitely give me a big push um, to go and work there. He already had a, a guy he had taught that was working there. Maybe um, he got some commission for us. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know, he was a super nice guy and, yeah. you know, it's... Well, that's great. So you're at Cup of Coffee doing collages and then they just started asking you to animate? Were they like needing animators or were you doing stuff on the side that they saw that they were interested in? Like, how do you go from working in one role at a company to a completely different role? I think it was such a small company at that point. Like there was only like four or five people there maybe. And, yeah. um, you know, I just thought that it looked cool. Like I, I was probably really excited to see things move because I'd just been taking stills for the past four years, right? So they uh, must have picked up on my uh, inspiration. 
But you were you were a cup of coffee in the in the early days. I was talking to Dave Thompson the other day, and he was remembering working with you. Oh yeah, well he was the first guy that I worked with. He was the the uh, animation director that I was working with, and he he taught me a whole shitload of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was really fun. We worked like mad people. Like it was insane, especially because I had such a huge learning curve of making this stuff. So we were getting to work at like seven in the morning and then working till like two o'clock in the morning and then going home, sleeping two, three hours and coming back. And we did this all summer. Why? Yeah. That sounds horrible. It, yeah. It, it was uh, a bit delirious, you know, feeling, but uh, we were having fun together. So it was, you know, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, that's what it took. That was the transition you're talking about. How did that happen? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm also wondering, like you, you went from, I guess that was kind of your schooling, per se, just working so much on production. But why did you fall in love with stop motion specifically, and then decide that this was what you wanted to do with the rest of your career? Oh, because I could see that it could really tell stories. And it's it was tactile, it was physical. Um, I never probably, I, I think that I'd always thought of maybe animation more as sitting down in front of a computer, and uh, sitting mm. down doesn't interest me. So uh stop motion seemed perfect you know and i love music too so it incorporates like you know timing stuff out and being rhythmic and it's just it's like encompasses everything right well you were in photography before and i guess you were still trying to tell stories through photographs is is stop motion kind of like the next level of that for you yeah i think so i mean i still love photography and being able to um talk to people through an image but i think uh there's a lot more you can say with longer time, <laughs> more pictures. <laughs> yeah, just 3,000 pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, do, you, do you do other forms of animation as well, like 2D or 3D? Uh, some uh, After Effects yeah. stuff. And we A lot of the jobs, we kind of combine the two. Fair enough, yeah. But I so, prefer doing stop motion. So I, I did mention some of the highlights in your career in the in the intro, but what is, I guess, from your view, what has stop motion allowed you to do that was really exciting? Like, I know that the Little Prince, working on the Little Prince movie was pretty great, but from your perspective, what are those highlights for you? Well, the I, well, once we finished Bone Weather, that was a big highlight because we'd been working on it for so long. Yeah. And just being able to finally put the whole package together and show it to an audience and have a good feedback. That was like the best, you know, like it put everything, like we forgot about all the, the heartaches that came along with making that film. Was that the first, uh, I guess, very large personal kind of project that you'd worked on? I think that was like the first narrative. Yeah. You know, I mean, the my other films, because they were abstract, there was like a loose concept behind them. But this was really like a first narrative where we had to write a script and um, it was our own thing. Um, so it's it was definitely and it took a lot longer than any other project I had worked on. Oh, yeah. I remember following you on Instagram. That's kind of uh, how I, you know, really came to know your work through Bone Mother. Um, so that's that's really cool. Are you working on any other kind of narratives coming up? Uh, yeah, we have two other films that we're just writing the script for right two? now. Yeah, we both I, we can't pick which one we like best. So I think we're gonna like apply for grants for both of them. Oh, okay. Actually, there's one? another one that I'm, I want to do like next week, but it's super super short. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like so short that I think I can get it done in a week. 
How common is it to get a grant to make a short film like this in stop motion? Well, we'll find out because we <laughs> we haven't really applied for anything besides like the film board. In the film ah. board, it was they came to us. Ah, so well, you already had kind of a relationship with them before, right? Yeah, like we'd been working. We worked on like we did the stop motion for Cordell Barker's one of his films, and mm. we worked on other people's films there. We did the Hot House program there. So we right. already had it in like the hot house program is like really great for just getting your foot in the door and getting them to know you. Nice. nice. Yeah. So what other kind of grants are you talking about? Are these Canadian government grants? Yeah. I like telefilm and Canada council and SODEC and stuff like that. Gotcha. We'll, gotcha. we'll take a look at all of them. Montreal has more funding for that. If I'm correct. Is that true? I think so. It yeah. seems like it. I mean, I haven't really researched all of them right now. But um, from what I hear, it seems like Quebec has a lot of grants. Cool. Um, what are some of the tougher parts of your journey uh, that you know people don't necessarily see? I know that you spent years working on Bone Mother. I know there are a lot of trials and tribulations in that. But uh... <laughs> I think that a, a big thing is like facing um, personal disappointment. Is <laughs> a oh, no. Is a tough thing sometimes, you know, because. You're going to you're going to go through some of it. Like you can't be happy with everything you do, which I usually am not happy with much of what I do. But still, it's it's like having to just accept where you're at, where you're at. You know, you yeah. always want more, but it's it's just being able to face where you're at. And also, there's a, there's a lot of financial stress when you're working on a film for four years at the film board. Um yeah, that's well, a challenge dealing with that, not just being an independent and not having a regular paycheck and just having faith that you're just going to figure it out. And it's just going to you're going to make it happen no matter what. Is there like something you rely on to, to keep that stability somewhat? Um, in terms of like the financial just, stuff or just motivation, like... motivation, uh, the idea of of sitting somewhere doing something I don't want for eight hours a day and trying to envision myself doing that is oh. like motivation. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you envision yourself in a job that you don't like and that yeah. gives you your motivation. It's right. like, okay, I don't want to do that. So. Interesting. That sounds, <laughs> that doesn't sound like the best motivator, but it. <laughs> um, I'm glad that you brought up the thing about uh, being okay with where you're at. Cause that's something that I kind of struggle with sometimes too, because when I, being in school and when I start a project and like knowing that I'm not the best at it yet and knowing that I need to spend an enormous amount of time, but also having like this perfectionist mentality, mm -hmm. it's tough to deal with all of those things at once sometimes when I'm not happy with my work. And then I'm, I'm not really proud of it, even though I did my best. And it's like this, mm -hmm. this like bad cycle, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because then you feel like shit and you're like, oh, this is shit. Why am I doing this? I don't want to do this, you know, and it's you have to get over that and just be like, you know, take yeah. look at the what is good about it and and remind yourself about that. You know, like I think perfection is kind of overrated and boring anyways in a lot of aspects. Yeah. Well, then like the other thing that happens to me, too, is like I don't want to show anybody either. Like I want yeah. to just bury it and move on and hope that the next thing, you know, works out better. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when I like follow people on Instagram and they show like their rough sketches or their like journal work and stuff, like I love seeing that stuff, but I've never been able to get over that barrier for myself somehow. <laughs> yeah. Cause if you don't show it though, you know, it's like, how are you going to learn? Yeah. 
it's like these classes, right? Like we, we at one point we we're like, oh, we'll just make videos and then people could just buy them for cheap and just use them whenever they feel like it and do whatever they want. And that was, and we talked about this a lot. And well, what's the, what, what are we trying to get out of this? Right. What is, what is our why for having this, this company? And right. when we thought about what the why was and this idea of building a stronger and close knit community and, and sharing our knowledge and stuff like that, it was like, well, and that without the interaction and that feedback and with the students, how are we going to make sure that they're learning stuff? You yeah. know, like it's, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't working with the why <laughs> we wanted to do it. You well, know I what I mean? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think about that all the time too. It's like, you could easily just make a simple video of how to do something and then just put it out there and be like, whatever, make a yeah. quick buck off of it. But yeah, to really, exactly. to really take the time and, and like help people and build a community, like you're saying, like you, you need a really strong why to keep, to keep going and pushing for that. And so maybe this is a good time to start talking about the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so can you give an overview of, uh, in your own words, like what the Academy is? Um, well, it's an online school where okay. we're teaching uh, values and principles of animation through stop motion. Hmm. Uh, right now, I mean, the school will grow and we'll have more classes with, you know, about producing and editing and uh, software and compositing and everything that comes with making stop motion films. Uh, I think stop motion is really great because it allows people at home. It's so accessible. It allows people at home that may, they can't draw, they can't use a computer program like Maya or whatever to make animation, but they can probably make sets and learn how to animate and do it and make a story at home. You know, mm -hmm. that, I think that is really great. Like, yeah, that's exactly yeah. how giving I started. Access, yeah, giving access to people to make stories, I think is really wonderful. So, okay. So, yeah, I think you you had a really good point there because uh, when I post something in like 2D animation, I get so many questions about like, what software did you use? How much does it mm -hmm. cost? And it's like, uh, when I started animating, I was just, I had my grandfather's old camera and some plasticine and my desktop and that was it. So mm -hmm. yeah. what do you need? Uh, what do you need to start taking courses in the academy or just animating in stop motion in, in general? Well, in the first lesson, we talk about all the setup and yeah. just getting a camera, um, getting light. I mean, you could even just do it with your daylight if you want. It, like the, the lessons in the assignments that we give out, you don't, they don't have to be perfect. There could be, you know, flickering, but basically you need a camera, you need a software. So we suggest Dragon Frame because we love Dragon Frame. I mean, there's other softwares people can have. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of the students so far bought sticky bots. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those are, you know, most of them have that. There's an, one person that has like a wire puppet. Um, so having a puppet camera, you know, some kind of source of lighting and a place to shoot. Yeah. Do you need like wires and stuff like that too? Wires? Yeah. Um, you, we did get, yeah, we suggested getting a spool of wire and we have a bunch of links to different things that we send to them. Uh, a lot of the stuff you can buy on Amazon. So, so basically, we have people is, set up. Gotcha. As gotcha. well, right? We don't get into like making puppets or making sets necessarily, um, because they don't need that for the classes. All right. It's it's so like class one is just like what do you need to get prepared and your setup and it's yeah. like pretty basic stuff. And yeah. Like, the first the first lesson is just setup and fundamentals. So and we besides, talk about spacing yeah. and you know rhythm timing. Nice. 
Yeah. Right. And besides, like, I guess the armature and the software, you people would have, every, like, can you film on your phone? Yeah. Yeah. If you want, you can film on your phone. Um, okay. We don't suggest that's the best thing. Like, it's better to just try and find a cheap camera online somewhere because the apps on the phone, you often can't flip. And uh, they're really limited in, in, a, in a lot of ways. So when it comes to trying to, to learn and understand your spacing and stuff like that, it's good to have a program where you can actually draw on it. You know what I mean? Or, or uh, gotcha. yeah, control your gotcha. frames. So this is, so this is like for somebody who's never attempted stop motion before they can kind of come to you guys and, and you'll give them the basics. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes some of our students are people that actually have uh, no uh, animation because they do Maya. Ah. They just never did stop motion. Uh, some people have been working in the field. They just want to get better at stop motion. Hmm. Um, because, so what, oh. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, what does somebody learn start to finish? Like they come in fresh, uh, they go through the program. What is your learning goal for them by the end? Like, do you want them to get hired as a stop motion animator? Like have those kind of skills, a portfolio? Do you want them to know like the basics for them to go off on their own and do their own thing? Like what is, what is, what is the learning outcome, I guess? Well, hopefully it would make people better animators and that they would understand what it entails to be a stop motion animator and to be an independent. Um, so, I mean, in terms of work, obviously, if we have opportunities to to hire people or to get people hired, we would totally, you know, we'd totally go for that and do that because that's kind of, that's the goal of just building a closer knit community um, and having more talent out there accessible for people, you know? Gotcha. Um, so once they're done, they should have what it takes to like start working in stop motion, I guess. Yeah, I think they would feel pretty good at knowing all the principles and they would know how to do it. And uh, are there are there like uh, set courses? Like, do you go over like a bouncing ball and like a walk cycle and like lifting and jumping and stuff like that? Yeah, the basic course has eight lessons. The first one um, and it's the well, the first one, like I was saying, the setup and fundamentals. Then there's like frame rates and arcs and staging and posing and the ball and anticipation, action, reaction, the waving line, hitting hard. These are all some of the topics in the first eight lessons. And then the yeah. second level that we're going to do, we'll have more walks and runs and character acting and uh, more, you know, more um, subjects for people that have are used to stop motion and just want to get even better. Nice. I think this is really cool because, like I said before, there's there's never been any traditional way to learn stop motion other than like stumbling it into into it yourself or yeah. just like being put on a job right away <laughs> yeah totally there's nothing like almost everybody i know they just learn on the job and yeah. you know and when you have even, like we've been doing this for so long it's like why not share all this knowledge and get people up yeah. to speed and there's so much stop motion out there already especially on social media it's just yeah. insane how much is out there. And it's so popular, like missing, yeah. you know, with the Golden Globe and like so many shorts winning. It's pretty amazing. Well, I think, um, I think yeah, I'm, I'm super happy about what's going on in the industry in stop motion right now. It's really exciting for me, as, especially because I'm interested in stop motion. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think with the social media thing, yeah, it's, I, I see it all over social media. But I guess one thing that's lacking is... Um, 
you know, understanding of the principles, which yeah. I only started to understand myself once I started going to Sheridan College to actually study animation mm-hmm. versus like uh, just having fun with creating little short stories and figuring stuff out by trial and error on my own. So I think having a resource like this is really cool and like making it so accessible by having it online. It sounds great. So how do um, I'm just wondering, like, how do the classes actually work? You've mentioned their videos, but like, what is your structure? So we have um, the videos where we talk about the subject matter and we go and we talk about the mishaps and how to deal with them, about that subject matter. We have examples. Uh, We create content uh, example as well. Like, you know, you could do this or you could do this and you show a difference between uh, a good wave and a bad wave, for example. And what it what you what do you need to do if you want your character to look like it's waving, but naturally versus, Mm. you know, a stiff loop of a hand or something like this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think seeing the before and after I really like, um, and we've been going through like some of our old content when we worked at cup of coffee in our early days of animation and studying that and seeing like, okay, so, you know, this says something, but if we had done this, this would have been better. You know, this would improve that animation or would, it would be more convincing as a character. Um, so it's really fun, too, to re-examine the work that you did. Uh, and so, then uh, there's assignments. So we talk about the assignments. And then there's a fee- and then the students record, you know, they do the assignments, send them back to us. And then we do a video feedback hmm. um, that we send them. Because I know a lot of uh, online schools, I guess, well, so- some of them offer feedback, but a lot of them are like, do at your own pace. Um, here's some video content, like, Mm-hmm. Uh, find it on your own time, but you're actually requesting that they animate and then send it back to you so you can give them feedback. Yeah, I think that's that's the way to learn. I, I, otherwise, you're just working in a tunnel, a funnel, a tunnel, something like this. <laughs> Is that <laughs> expression? <laughs> you're not really, um, and it's really hard too when you're doing stop motion to to see what you're doing because you're you, you're in, enveloped in it, you know. Yeah. Uh, to get another perspective is really helpful. I can remember times where I've spent like hours and hours working on a shot. I, this is before I ever used Dragon Frame, and then upload it on the computer and be like, "This looks horrible." Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. You know. So how how much time does somebody actually need to take to you know complete the homework and stuff? Like, is it is it an hour a week? Is it like an hour a day? Like, I what think is it's like half a day. It seems like most of the students right now are taking about half a day. Okay. We're going to have a big talk with them um, soon because we're yeah. midway through the beta classes right now. So we're going to find out even more precisely how long people are taking oh, nice. um, and what their opinions are. So far, everybody seems really happy and, and finds the information concise and our attitude in the video is good and encouraging um, because it's not easy showing your work to people. Yeah. So, so you're in beta, you're in like a beta test right now. So you have a, a bunch of students and you're like gathering feedback to yeah. improve the course and see how it goes. Cool. Yeah. Like we already know we're going to re-record the first one. We're going to, we just want it to be the best class possible um, and that people are really learning from it. That's why we want the feedback. It really um, answers the why. I don't know. Did I talk to you about this? Why, you know, we I mean, didn't, why we yeah, didn't but- just like send them out <laughs> like videos, make videos, put them online and do what you want with it. <laughs> Well, yeah, you mentioned you want to like build a community and, and like, yeah. Really, yeah, so, well, you can talk more to that. I know that um, I think Dale hinted at creating some kind of 
online community, global community for stop motion learning or something before? Is that is that true? I don't know. Yeah, we we're, we want to do, uh, we're actually looking to getting some grants to create that, um, which would be like a map, you know, where we would have all the studios around the world listed and then access for students to contact those studios or know where they are and have the students work um, available, like a platform of like, we haven't figured it out completely, but I think uh, some kind of map would be good, contact map. Yeah, for sure. The closest thing I've ever seen to that is in, on stopmotionanimation.com, there's like a list of stop motion studios. Mm-hmm. But I think that's I think that's really outdated. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at it in a while. So yeah. Um, but yeah, something more interactive where... People uh, can update their skills. People can update because you, yeah. you don't want it to be like, oh, you know, you, you did this class in five years ago and you said that you were a beginner, but now you've worked in the industry for five years. So it's keeping it active and, and the studio is active too, right? Well, and just so helpful because uh, I remember when I came out of high school, uh, I had like, I don't know, I was 18. I had absolutely no idea where or what stop motion studios even existed where I could even talk to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I still feel like that's, that's a little bit the case. Like I just found out last year that there's a stop motion studio up the road from me, just a bus ride away. And I didn't know that. And I've been living here for years. So um, there you go. But I think like a resource where, cause yeah, you need it. You need it. Cause plus there's a lot of people that aren't in cities as well. And they would have really no idea. Yeah. Well, and I'm just thinking like on my Instagram, cause I post stop motion there every once in a while, I get messages from people like in India and like all over the world Mm -hmm. that, and I don't know what the situation is like there at all. So it'd yeah. be really cool to have this this like big network because I think stop motion, it's such a niche that unless you're already in it, like in Portland or something, mm-hmm. it's so hard to figure out how to how to get in it or even find other people who who are in it as well. Yeah, totally. And be able to connect with other people. Like if you need other people to work with you. Right. A lot of this came from when we were working on Little Prince, actually, and having a really hard time to find animators. Well, you didn't call me up. (laughs) No, we didn't. But see, maybe we I don't know. Maybe we didn't know of you then. (laughs) Well, I was I was doing something (laughs) six, seven years ago. We did that. It was a while ago. I was I was working in marketing then, so uh, see? I would have said no anyways. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. Nowadays, so. so now it's like getting to know more people, and it's fun yeah. because the classes too. They so far the students we have, like we have one person from Australia, we have a couple, one person from Spain, a person, a couple people from the states. Like it's nice. people from all over the place, which is really great. So, so this vision of yours go, kind of goes beyond just the schooling aspect. I guess school is just like one way, one part of it. It seems like. Yeah, I think we just want to make it grow. We want it to have, you know, ideally I want to be able to change the world through stories yes. to a better place. Yes. <laughs> I want other people to have access to make the this world a better place, to be able to engage and enlighten people. Um, I think storytelling is so important. Uh, stop motion is really accessible. It's really great. Um, yeah. Having more talent out there is going to make it more than just a fad, you know? Yeah, for sure. So taking more seriously. And I don't want it to be, oh, stop motion, the art form that's like got the charm, you know? Right. Like that charm. It's, I don't want it to be an excuse for bad animation. Like some people really do see it as just pushing things around. Like they don't understand that there's 
you know, it needs some timing and some spacing between those frames. And uh, you can make it a lot more than that. Yeah, for sure. So what what is your, uh, why are you using stop motion as the thing to change the world as for yourself? Because I love stop motion. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to I wanna make it. <laughs> Sorry, you know. No, that's great. I love that you yeah. said that. Are you, do you have like a specific story in mind that you want to share with other people? Yeah, those two stories actually, well, the really, really short one that I was yeah. telling you I want to do like in the next couple of weeks. And then the other two stories um, that Dale and I have been working on is, is another one I think that could really help um, to clarify people in terms of like some stuff. I don't want to get it too much into it. No, no, you don't have to reveal you know, it. No, I think it'll, it'll. One of them is going to be pretty controversial, oh, uh, which will be interesting. All right, I'm prepared to be outraged. Yeah, <laughs> outraged. But I'll be following you. I, so the short one you're doing just on your time, you're going to post that as soon as it's done, or are you going to submit it to film festivals and stuff like the that? The short one I'm doing is all on my own, so it's yeah, I'm going to put it online right away. Oh, I can't so, wait. It's I don't even know if there's going to be much like actual animation in it. It's more like an idea. Oh, okay. More cute. It's a nice idea. But um, the other films, too, will do the same thing that we did with Bone Mother. We'll have an Instagram account and probably show stuff on TikTok now because oh, yeah, a lot TikTok. of stuff is happening on that. Um, yeah. But the online community is like, it was invaluable when we were doing Bone Mother. It was just, you know, if it wasn't for that, I don't know if we would have finished the film. Like, they, it was so inspiring and encouraging to get all that feedback. And to see there was interest and people wanted this film to get done. Uh, this is another reason why doing the online classes is like an opportunity to to share and to just give it back in a way too, you know? Nice. Yeah, I think as you were saying that, I was thinking about how scared I used to be of going into stop motion as a thing. And what you just said, like all the all the like support that exists within this community it's amazing. Like people want you to succeed mm -hmm. if you're serious about it. And I think that's super great. Cause like if I had known that years ago, maybe I would have uh, changed my career path a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's um, true that stop motion does have a scary thing. Cause even like the yeah. people that I know that want to do it, that they're CG animators are like, Oh, I could never do stop motion. And you're like, but you could like, yeah, I guess it, there, there is that, um, uh, what do you call that when you're like afraid to go on stage? Uh, like <laughs> stage fright, right? Sometimes stage fright. stage fright. Yeah. Like when I was animation directing at Cup of Coffee, there was, I had one animator that had stage fright. Like it took him like a couple hours to just get into a shot. Huh? Yeah. Cause, cause he was scared of, uh, not performing well, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So is there, like, is there like a, uh, do you find that's the case with your students right now? Is there like an overarching, like, I'm not good enough or a fear of, of performing in stop motion? Not so far. I mean, I haven't talked to them personally yet, which we intend right. to do, but um, so far everybody's just been handing in the assignments like every week. Um, so. Nice. Yeah, it's great. It's so really I, 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 oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to jump into the little uh, experiment I did with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, if you're listening, I sent Sylvie a little animation that I did of a mouse jumping up and down. Um, it's actually posted on my Instagram now, so you can go and look at it. And uh, so she actually helped me out with figuring out the timing and the arcs of it, which was great. So I thought maybe we could just kind of run through the feedback you gave me here. Um, so I guess I'll set you up. So I created a little mouse with two ears out of styrofoam balls. And it's just a simple jump up and down cycle. It's, it's like a looping animation. He jumps up and down. And then when he hits the ground, his leg comes out in a little cute pose. And then I didn't know how to, you know, have him jump up again. I had his leg uh, fall into an arc and it was kind of awkward. Um, so, well, what was the feedback you gave me? <laughs> I don't know how well this is well, going to work over with that video. And you, you showed me, well, they'll be able to see it on Instagram, but yeah. the, they won't see the video. That, the first video you sent me, this is before you yeah. uh, fixed it. I, first, I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, it's so cute. I, I really love the bouncing of the, the hair, the balls on the head yeah. so much that I actually didn't pay attention to that move that you were worried about at the end where his leg comes out. So uh -huh. I was like, oh, this is great. I love it, you know? And then you're like, yeah. And then I... And then I was like, okay, so what, what don't you like about it? And then you were talking about the slide move. And then when I looked at that, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> this is, this is not, uh, once I, yeah, you, because I think you were trying, you were trying hard to make this action work within it. Yeah. Um, so it was hard for you to let go of it. And I think I'll actually, a lot of people do this when they're animating is they, They'll do their frames, but they don't really think about taking frames out or retiming it after they shot it. Well, each frame takes so long; it's so precious. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. I worked on it, so I got to totally. put it in. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, and that's that's why people don't do it because they know that they've spent that time on it. And so they're they're. But now with Dragon or other software programs uh, in stop motion, you can hide those frames and see how it feels. And if you can walk away and come back and look at it again without those frames, then you can see how they work because the frames of his leg coming out, mm -hmm. it, it didn't work with the bounce. Yeah, it like paused like the bounce. It, it and paused the bounce and it, it was a strange um, pose. Mm -hmm. Like you weren't sure what the pose was okay. uh, when you looked at it, it just looked like his leg went out. So I think I just told you to take out some frames. So you took out some frames and you came yeah. back to me, but you, you still kept the leg in. Yeah, then I said, and then I said, I told you to take out some more frames. <laughs> and forget about the leg. <laughs> and it, it look it loops really nicely now. And it's it's got, you know, the parts that were so exciting at the beginning are there all the way through. Yeah. Well, yeah, and your feedback was really, really helpful. I'm glad we did that experiment because it made my animation better. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was great. You know, sometimes you, that's why the feedback in the classes is so important. You just, you just need feedback no matter where you are in your career. Feedback is like, because you'll always need it for the rest of your life, I think. Oh, for sure. And, and the one thing that's about stop motion that I think uh, is, is like um, exaggerated versus other forms of animation, because in 2D and 3D, you're often working with a team. Stop motion, you know, you're doing it by yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. hours and hours and hours and it's so hard to go back and fix something so I, like i never ever had feedback until like when i was doing stop motion on my own for years until very recently mm -hmm. uh, so yeah i think 
getting that feedback is super valuable and and killing your darlings like little leg moves is super <laughs> I actually, I actually made that um, that jumping mouse into a GIF, and it has over like a million views now on Giphy. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! That's awesome. It, it works so much better as like a just the jumping loop that you you were like pushing me to do because like uh, especially on Instagram, it's so small to see that you you can't even appreciate all the little like hair moves of the puppet and stuff like that. So you just see this overarching movement, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and- it's true. It's it's important to think about your audience. Like, yeah. where are you going to post that stuff? I remember even um, besides the leg, you told me to, I think it was either extend or remove frames in the when he's down because the weight felt a little off. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The, it was oh. it was soft. A little bit yeah. soft. So yeah. what, are, what are some of the things that when you look at a piece, are you analyzing? So like weight, I guess, is one of them. Like overall movement or arcs is another one. What's What are the other things that you're looking for? Uh, yeah, I look at all that stuff. I'll... <laughs> I'll all uh, the animation principles and it depends on what the what the purpose of it is as well like for the student work like we're not going to start commenting too much on the character animation if it's like one of the first exercises and we're just figuring out timing of things yeah, right. you know what i mean like, yeah, your character sucks. overwhelm your people great. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Now take the next class. Yeah. Are, no. there, are there specific things in stop motion uh, versus other forms of animation that you look for? Um, well, for if I think about like the people that are coming from like Maya and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, they're in between. Everything is timed out already in the computer, so um, uh. it's 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 different for them when they have to think about all those you know their spacing and their timing and their arcs uh in stop motion because they're doing it themselves and it's every single frame so you have a lot more option to have that kind of chatter yeah that they wouldn't normally get so i always animated straight ahead without ever planning out my shots until uh dale told me that i should probably plan out my shots <laughs> see, where the, see where the puppet hits and just pose them before yeah. for animating is that is that like a industry thing is that what you teach them to do as well yeah yeah that's one of the we've only done four classes already and the pop throughs or rehearsals is something we've already talked to them about in the last um because the classes also have uh like one of the principles and with that principle there's more a technical side so gotcha. talking about rigs or talking about uh, setting up your dragon project your or your your project properly, um, your naming convention, all that kind of stuff. Um, so the technical part to that one lesson was rehearsals and pop throughs mm-hmm. and why it's important to do that and how that will just help you figure things out. So if you so you have like you mentioned waving before. So in like frame one, their arm is tilted to the left side, and then you know by frame 10, you want it tilted to the right side. How do you plan out the in-betweens? Because in like Maya, uh, you you know, the software does it for you, or like in 2D, you can, you know, tween it or time it in drawings. But in real life, how do you figure out how many frames are in between? Like what if you hit frame eight and you're already on the right side, you can't really go back. I guess you could, but you have to redo the whole thing. Yeah, you could take out some frames. I mean, the rehearsal or pop through can be really rough, mm. right? It's just to figure out overall timing. 
So you would put put your character in in your main poses, or sometimes I'll go through it, um, shooting it on twos, and I'll go through every frame. I just won't do the secondary action, or I won't finesse the animation, like put it in the exact right spot for the fingers, for example, or um, things like that. But I'll know that I want my wave to happen, you know, quickly in one second, or do I want to have a pause in there somewhere? Oh, I see. Okay. You know, or we'll talk about that wave and be like, you know, don't don't wave it um, back and forth uh, the same way three times. You know, put something uh, a little pause here or there just to alternate it and not have it so stiff. You know, it was also in that one wave video that we did. We were talking about the how you would you wouldn't start lifting your puppet's hand first to go and wave it. You know, you would start like you would normally start with like your your shoulder and your like your larger body parts, right? Like your shoulder and your elbow and you bring up your your fingers like delay and come up. So it feels more natural. Hmm. How and do we you encourage, we encourage people a lot to look at themselves in the mirror and do it? <laughs> or film, when you, or film themselves. Yeah. Like if you feel it out and you look at yourself, you understand what your puppet's supposed to do a lot better. Mm. I remember being in the studio over the summer, just like, I'm glad I was by myself, just doing ridiculous <laughs> arm, arm movements to figure out the time. <laughs> it's great. I actually started taking improv just recently. No and way. Yeah, it's, I, I just love it. Like sometimes I'll like leave that class and I'm frustrated with myself because I jammed up on stage or something like this, but then I just can't wait to go to the next class. Nice. Like spent all week thinking, oh, what could I have done? I could have done this or I could have done that. Or, And it's really great for, for posing and understanding movement. And it's just uh, liberating. I've, I've heard that's really helpful. I think maybe at some point I, I will get out to do some uh, improv too. It's I, really great, for especially for animation and stop motion, I think. Yeah. I also had a question how you handle the secondary action. Do you have like, um, how do you keep track of all the things going on when you have to move? like 10 different things in one frame. It's funny. That was in one of the lessons too. Oh, yeah? <laughs> questions, Terry. Hey. <laughs> uh, we uh, create a, a rhythm or you know that you're always, you know, think of it in terms, either you go in like a circular fashion or something like this, but always animate the same things one after the other. Hmm. So you don't forget anything. Okay. So you know that you're doing, you know, your left arm, your head, your right shoulder, this, and then you're going to move your background if you're moving your background or whatever, you know? So it's, it's a system so that I think that's actually why stop motion can become very meditative. Hmm. Well, I mean, for me, I just forget to eat and sleep and go to the bathroom. And 10 hours later, I realize my body is in a state of, <laughs> of like, just <laughs> because you love it you're just forgetting everything else yeah <laughs> i'm like meditating and like in another world <laughs> oh my god but it's true eh? it's totally uh, meditative I, there's nothing else like it that i've found for myself that puts me in that weird mental space it's yeah. so strange it's a flow. There's like a, yeah. although sometimes that flow is not happening and that can be very frustrating. Yeah. Cause where you're like, Oh, it's working. Yeah. You're animating. It's like, Oh, it's great. This is great. This is great. Oh shoot. What, 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 you know? And you're like, it won't, it just won't move in that way. Yeah. No. <laughs> frustrated. That's the bathroom break time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then your body rem reminds you that it, you've been like slowly killing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's important to take breaks. It's, it's, uh, it's true. You can get carried away and the whole day can go by and 
you're just, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, so you're focusing on the stop motion principles. Are you thinking of expanding into other subjects or courses and things? I know you've mentioned the product, the post-production stuff too. Yeah. Dale can't wait to do a, a video on compositing actually. Because ah. it's so integral to what we do. Like he's, it's always like shooting and compositing at the same time and knowing that you have that to help right. you out. It would be really hard to do stop motion if you didn't know a little bit of compositing. Do you actually um, animate in a way that is set up for compositing later? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, like, like, like um, well, it depends. Like you, you would figure out whether you have to use like a green screen, mm. or you might not animate a certain thing if it's easier to do it in post somehow. I'm trying to think of an example. Um, the fire, maybe from Bone Mother. Yeah, the fire was the. The fire, we were dead set on the idea that we did not want it to look like stop motion because we wanted it to feel real and to feel hot. Mm. You know, and we had done fire in another for another project on Cordell Barker's film, and it was like replaceable pieces of um, gels. Right. And it looked great. It looked great, but it and it fit the the project. But we knew that that would not fit Bone Mother, so. Um, the compositing was, it was good to have real fire for that. Makes sense. You know? Some people like to be just, oh, it has to be all in stop motion, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah, some people think that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that. I think you do what suits the project. That makes sense. Yeah. Or yeah. What the vision. Yeah. And, and you want it to be really hot and that's hard to achieve with uh, replacement things and stuff. Yeah, you can't, you know, it had to be mean. It had to be terrible thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm still interested in this course a little bit. So you, I know if we've mentioned Dale a bunch, is it just you two producing this course? Right now, yeah. Eventually we'll get other teachers that are uh, have their own specialty. Hmm. Um, I think it would be really great to, to learn more, you know, about grants, about producing, about editing, about um, there all, all those subjects that we need to know about. You know, you yeah. tend to do a lot of stuff. I mean, probably eventually we'll... Uh, talk about making your own puppet and sets like that. But right now we're really just focusing on the animation because that's our specialty. Yeah. So, so eventually, you know, C Learn Academy is going to be the the premier place for learning stop motion in the world, I guess. Yeah, for filmmaking. Yes, I like this. <laughs> in the world. <laughs> world domination. <laughs> one frame at a time. <laughs> yeah, one frame at a time. Yeah, I think it's... it's uh, it's just about making films, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I think that's awesome. I think this is a really good time for you to do this as well with like the whole social media thing and like more resources becoming available and readily available for people. Mm -hmm. um, why did you call it C-Learn though? C-Learn is, is an extension of C-Creature. Um, why did you call it C-Creature? <laughs> C-Creature? Um, because of, I like the play on word with the C. Yeah. Uh, you know, seeing stuff and that creature being like creating. So uh, it kind of just became see creature. And then see, learn, you you know, you see and then you learn. <laughs> that's, that's why I thought it was see, learn, because it's like you see it and learn. Because yeah. yeah, it made sense. Yeah. But the, I guess it just, we already had see creatures that so we thought see, learn would be great, would be good. Nice. So when is the, when is the actual course set to launch? The beta classes are going to end in another month or so, and then we're going to revise all the material. Okay. And then we're hoping to launch again for April. 
So how long does uh, the program last for somebody once they go through it, do you envision? Well, there's eight classes. So if the person was to do it like full time, they could probably get, I mean, if they did like some of the assignments are longer than others, like they're getting more and more complex as you go mm-hmm. with all the lessons. Um, I would imagine they could get it done in a month. Oh. If they were just gung ho on it. You know, some pe- the this beta one is going on for two months because people tend to do an assignment a week. That's fair. Um, Yeah. So it depends on how much people want to put into it as well. You know, people are working at the same time, so they can't just take a month off. But that's why we were thinking maybe launching in the summer as well, because then people might have more time in the summer. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Plus, it'll be, you know, better to be indoors in the summer. (laughs) Yeah. For some people. Yeah. For some people that are afraid of that heat. (laughs) I like to be outside personally. So do I. (laughs) But, Um, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, this is really exciting and it's coming up so soon. I'm really glad we got to chat all about it. Is there, I I, I was going to ask you what's next for you, but you know, you've got three short films coming up (laughs) and the full Academy launch. So uh, it sounds like you're going to be pretty busy for the next little while. (laughs) Yeah. It's busy, 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 but fun, busy. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, I guess just in the C-Learn name, there's a dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you just look up C-Learn all together, you get a bunch of other stuff. Actually, the person that owns that domain name is not doing anything with it, which is reach out to that person. Yeah. Um, Because the dash between the C and the learn is kind of annoying, but. Gosh, uh, Ruby Beach 2 is doing nothing with it. I know. He just bought it because he knew it was a cool name. Yeah. Oh, no. It just fits, you know? It fits. The name fits. It's like, I love that when, like, things just come together and you're just like, oh, this this totally makes sense. Like, I, I can envision this. This just works. Yeah. 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 I like it a lot. And it's, it like, it's very memorable as well. Like, some people yeah. ask me about it and I'm, and I'm like, what was that called? Oh, right. C-Learn. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think it's it really fits well. Cool. Was well, there anything else you'd like to share on top of the... I, w- I was going to mention the dash anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um just not to be afraid of stop motion and if you know making mistakes is part of growing if you're not making mistakes you're not learning anything so yeah you know just do it and be inspired and show people and not worry about it you know totally agree totally agree even though mistakes suck (laughs) oh yeah it's i think it's it's so important to to acknowledge your mistakes and just go with it and and uh just keep moving yeah well, thank you for uh, coming on and sharing everything about, uh, you know, your experience and giving me that feedback on the mouse jump and C-Learn Academy. Yeah, <laughs> it's been really nice to chat. Yeah, this is fun. Very inspiring. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sylvie. And Thanks. if you're listening and you're interested in C-Learn, you can find more info about it on their website, which she mentioned was c-learn.com. Or you can follow them on Instagram, which is instagram.com under, or c underscore learn underscore academy. Um, or you can get in touch with Sylvie by emailing her at hello at c-learn.com. And uh, I'll include all of those links in the description of this podcast. So don't worry if you that was too quick for you. And uh, that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye.